podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. The boys are back, and it is a special appearance after, you know, dipping out. We didn't bring him on last August because it was a little bit of a busy time last year. He did come on in the winter to talk about the hiring of Jerome Tang, but he's now making his fifth appearance on Bosco's Boys. He actually, if you go all the way back, we were in his office for the first one. It was one of our first 20 episodes. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who, at least on my grade card, is about 99 out of 100 with everything he's done at K-State. We're going to talk about that one thing I don't like. It's the man, the myth, the legend, the director of athletics, and I would say one of the funniest guys in all of the big 12 it is gene taylor gene welcome back i know i'm not brian smaller you guys do this you know a little bit more often than you and i but you know five times that's pretty good for like a random fan podcast getting you know the best ad in the big 12 on well you do those kind of introductions i might come back again but i gotta find out what the one thing is first when you say 99 out of 100 i'm like oh man what's up with that well, I, I think if you think hard enough, you know, I know I, I figure I know what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and again, I, I think some of the folks who think that I'm just a mouthpiece for you and, oh, I, I'm nice to you just because you come on the podcast, I'm going to have to earn a little bit of credibility with the first one. But before we get to the questions, just how ready are you for the fall sports season and how are things going in Manhattan? Well, this is for me always an exciting time. You know, you, you want the summer to last as long as you can. Um, you know, our summer slows down a little bit, but we're still busy. We obviously got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but once camp starts, you know, football, you got soccer already playing, you know, volleyball just around the corner. So, but every time, you know, I don't, they don't practice always out here. I keep pointing out here because that's where the field is, um, but they're out there today. So that's always um, exciting. And, you know, you, you want it to slow down, but you also start wanting to see that first home game. It'll be, be here before we know it. Yes. I'm excited for it. Uh, women's soccer they've already had their two exhibition games they'll kick off the fall sports here in a couple weeks volleyball right around the corner you know with an all-american candidate outside hitter it's going to be exciting times out in manhattan this fall but speaking of exciting times in manhattan before we get into that one thing that you know one out of 100 that i don't like uh this podcast is brought to you by charlie hustle charlie hustle is on the road for eight weeks straight for their college road show their first stop is right there in manhattan Kansas. That's right, K-State fans. Charlie Hustle is bringing on the Cats all week long with a massive campus camp or campus capsule launching at the end of the week on Friday, 819. And we're going to have some free shirts to give away. So stay tuned to the Bosco's Boys Twitter account for information on that. Follow along the roadshow all summer long on their social channels and be sure to go to charliehustle.com because I've seen the collection and I'm sure you're going to eat them up. Let's show Charlie Hustle what the Purple Pride is all about. Again, all these companies, they love K-State fans selling some t-shirts, you know, home field. Now Charlie Hustle starting their college roadshow at K-State. You know, there's something about that purple and some of those throwback logos that get the fans going, Gene. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yep. All right. So the, the first one, and, and again, I, I think you've had enough time to think, you, you know, where I, where it's going. It's near and dear to my heart. Exit re-entry at football games and general concession with beer sales. Uh, you announced last month with Brian Smaller, there's not going to be any change this year. How much did you guys consider making the change this year? Uh, and what what's it going to take going forward to kind of get you guys to the point where that policy does change? Well, it's a great question. And it's a, I won't call it a debate, but it's an ongoing discussion really with us internally. We, you know, we do the survey, the fans uh, postseason, and typically those surveys are still about 50-50 of those that you know want to keep the the exit and reentry and those that want to go to alcohol sales and we actually i think put in the question you know if we were to go to the alcohol sales we would stop re- exit and reentry you just almost have to um but this year we felt there's going to be enough changes physically uh, around the stadium with the uh, with the you know the new indoor football practice facility being up the new parking restrictions uh, not restrictions the new parking locations there's going to be traffic redirection to get in and out of the stadium. So with all those physical changes, we felt, you know, making that change this year was probably just a little bit too much for all of our fans. Um, We kind of wanted to see operationally how things ran this year in terms of the exit and reentry and people getting out to the parking lot with, with, with the indoor football facility sitting there. Um, So we just felt, you know, last year went pretty well with our, with our new addition of alcohol cells, uh, uh, out there in the south end zone area um so just wanted to kind of take a breath this year and we'll evaluate it we'll watch it this year and probably do another survey and at some point we'll we'll, we'll make a decision one way or the other but i don't know right now if it keeps staying 50 50 uh, you just you know you we want to keep our fans as happy as we can keep them and and, and that's always the number one thing so how do you balance that keeping the fans happy 50 50 versus you know, it happens almost every game. The picture's taken from the press box right before yeah. the third quarter. It yeah. goes semi-viral, uh, fans dunking on, you know, oh, I thought you guys were a football, all this type of stuff. And then uh, the fans that really do want to change it. How do you balance all of that? And then, again, you talk to some of the players, you know, off the record, they, they notice it as well. So how do you kind of balance all those factors when making that decision? Yeah, they're, they're, that's important. And, and, and you're right. You know, it is frustrating uh, when you look up middle of the third quarter and you know, particularly in good games, big games, you know, uh, you still see it and, and that and then eventually they'll fill back in. But um, it is something that, you know, we need to address. And at some point you make a decision and say, OK, this is what we're going to do. And, and then eventually people will either go along with it or they'll get mad. But hopefully. Um, once we make it and we make it for the right reasons, uh, we can explain that and people will be okay with it. That's the biggest thing is just making sure you have the, you know, kind of the information, the, the, the data, so to speak. Um, and then when you make the decision and pull the trigger, you say, this is why we're doing it. Um, it's in the best interest of everything, our, our fan base, our, our you know, support for our athletes, all those things, whatever, Kate, whatever decision that is, um, but I think we, we need to come to that sooner rather than later, in my opinion. But we've, we still want to just really watch how this season goes before we really get back into that conversation. And is there anything I, one of the most passionate random people who ever have talked to you in your life, uh, do I just need to rally the vote, hashtag rock the vote when the season ticket 
a survey goes out for 2023? Do I need to, you know, tell random people to tweet at you? What, what, what should I do as one of the it's, big stakeholders? It's a, it's, a, it's a free world, big boy. You can do whatever you think. We'll, we'll, we'll help your cause, but you might put yourself out there now. You, those other 50 percenters may be getting on you. You know, what's funny. I think, I think uh, that whether it's on message boards, whether it's on Twitter, you, you truly do see it now. I, I think the demographics of, you know, people who follow me on Twitter, my friends, of course, like it's going to sway, you know, one way I'm not seeing the 50, 50, but you do see the, uh, the, the very passionate folks going the other way. So, so it is right. a very passionate thing for K-State fans. So I figured I would, I, I would at least uh, get my two cents out there and ask those questions. Um, let's move into football season uh, because again, this isn't just a K-State thing. This was all across college football being one of the lowest attended seasons last year uh, in a long time. I think for K-State, it was the lowest since 2007 and the second lowest since they added the East side upper deck. Um, will we see a buck in that trend? Are we going to see it start to bounce back this year? Uh, because I believe I've heard you say on a couple occasions that season tickets are back to uh, closer to that 2019 level versus pandemic in 2021. Yeah. I, you know, I still think, you know, last year um, there was still some COVID related hangover, so to speak. And, and, and people still felt, you know, getting them with big crowds. Uh, you know, we weren't sure what kind of team we were going to have last year. Obviously we came off a pretty rough year during the COVID year. Um, and, and so I think there was just still some wait and see. Um, so you're right. We're closer to two, 2019 season numbers. Obviously we've already sold out the Missouri game, you know, our first other, other games, South Dakota and, and Tulane are going very well. Um, I think we have a good conference home schedule clearly. Um, so I think you'll see that come back and, you know, there's a lot of excitement um, around football right now, you know, coming off of LSU win in the bowl game and, you know, some of the pieces that we've added, the pieces that we have coming back, there's a lot of energy right now about potentially what kind of year we could have. And, and that's a good thing. So I think as we get closer, you'll see, you know, I think we were, I saw an, uh, some statistic where we were at 98% capacity, uh, which was, I think might've been second in the big 12 um, just recently. So anyway, we're, we, we, but we need to get up there and I think we will. And, a lot has to do with uh, wins and losses, as you know. For sure. Um, similar topic, but this is with the students, because we've seen in recent years kind of a creative repurposing of a few of those sections that were allocated to the students while not taking them away. We've seen some rows taken away from more premium stuff in Bramlage. Where are the student ticket sales compared to uh, 2019 specifically? You know, I, I don't know specifically. I, I I was gone this week in meetings, and I we get a weekly report. I mean, it's it's probably close. It's still not where the six or seven thousand that we used to have. Uh, probably when I first got here. Uh, you know, I, again, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. The students are busier. Um, you know, obviously our enrollment's down, and then that's that is a factor. Uh, to be honest with you. Um, and, and students just, you know, they have a lot of other things going on. And, and so our, you know, marketing and fan engagement folks do a great job of engaging our students in various opportunities. We brought the band back over, like you said, last year. And I think that that has helped a little bit. But, um, you know, still, again, it's, a, it's not just a K-State thing, Scott. It's across the country. Uh, it's, it's, you know, you even heard Nick 
Saban, you know, get say something about it to his student section. So, you know, we just need to keep pushing and, and doing whatever we can to get our students to come and make sure that when they get here, they have a good time and hopefully we can get those numbers back up. But yeah, we've had to make, you know, some adjustments. We, we've talked to the student leadership that, you know, their numbers are, you know, they don't stay. We are going to do some things with, with their sections that we may have to make some changes. Uh, we don't want to do that. Uh, I think the basketball changes are minimal. They're probably not even going to notice them because they still get midcourt seats. But, uh, you know, I think those are things we just have to continue to look at, but we want the students there. It's, it's, this is not something we want to do. We want to make sure they come. They bring a lot of energy, as you know, they're a big part of it. Our athletes love having students at the game. So we, we do not want to do anything to discourage them from coming. And for the record, for I think for every one K-State student there, they're probably three times louder than any one student anywhere else in the Big 12. So uh, I, I know you, your statements weren't taken at that, but I because I, there's a surprising amount of students that listen to me. I don't want you guys to think I'm, you know, an old guy yelling at the students. <laughs> that That is not it. Uh, you guys no. do, you guys do a great job. I was courtside for the West Virginia game this past year for the basketball game, and I was blown away by uh, – the creativity of heckling and how loud yeah. they got back in my day, you know, I was just dropping F-bombs. I was yelling at Marcus Smart. I was, <laughs> you know, yelling at the referees. These kids nowadays, they're way more creative than I ever was. So I, I'm proud of the students. Yeah, no, I, I, I always enjoy particularly basketball with the newspaper and some of the stuff I sit there along court side, you know, I do keep my ear out just a little bit, just to make sure they are behaving. You're right. For the most part, they're very creative. They're very funny. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we just, and we need that. We need that energy. There's no question. And now, you know, a little bit switching to basketball coach Tang's talked about it in yep. some interviews about, you know, he's coming from Baylor and the octagon of doom is not a place you want to come into as a visitor. So he's pretty excited. And I think again, to fill that place up for him and this team is going to be good for them. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, I, I know I'm looking out into the future a little bit. Uh, there's a certain in-state uh, basketball game and non-conference game with Wichita State that also happens to be on the same day as a football game being played in Arlington. If uh, you know we have a football team that might be playing in Arlington <laughs> in December, I'm not. I'm not trying to make you make any predictions. But is there any flexibility to flex that out to a Sunday? Because I don't know if I can make it from Texas back to Manhattan from 11 a.m. football game to a night basketball game. Could we possibly move that to a Sunday just in case? Well, I tell you what, I'm, I'm not a big fan of making those decisions right now and having those conversations. But if that were to happen, I'm sure we can be pretty creative with uh, what options we provide out there. That, that, that's all I wanted to hear. Uh, the last time I had you on, I, I knew there was uh, conversations happening in August about the future of uh, scheduling when we're back up to 12 and then the couple of years with 14. Do you want to break any news about how we are going to do football and basketball <laughs> scheduling? Well, I tell you, I actually, I just got back from big 12 meetings and that was literally number one thing on our list. And we probably spent, uh, we started eight, we probably spent an hour discussing it and we did not come away with a decision. Uh, we had a lot of good, uh, really good discussion about division, well, divisional play versus non-divisional play and, and what that looks like and how does it, what does it mean? And there's a lot of things that go into it, but we have all agreed to kind of take what everybody said and we're going to get together again in October and make a direction. Like 
okay, are we going to go divisional play? If we are, then we'll come out with a schedule. If we're going to go non-divisional play. Um, but I think right now I would tell you it's, 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 there's good and bad, good and pros and cons on both sides of the discussion with every AD. And, and so we don't need to make a decision right now. We've got some time, but we eventually by probably October need to have at least a direction we're going. Um, and, and there, and there's valid reasons to do one or the other, um, you know, a lot, some school, the PAC 12 is going non-divisional play this year. You know, the SEC and the big 10 have talked about it. And I don't know how you do non-divisional play when you have 16 teams in a conference, but you know, um, I think there's a lot of reasons to, you know, try to get your two best teams. And that, and we've actually been the leader, you know, for the last number of years, we always knew we had top two teams and it's helped us in the CFP, you know, where, you know, uh, Michigan or Ohio state might be the two best teams in the big 10, but they don't play in that championship game or same in the sec. So we've been a leader in that and it's helped us. So, you know, these other, all of a sudden now, if we go to divisional play, what's that going to look like? So I, there's a lot to unpack and we, we need to spend some more time doing that. What were your first impressions of Brett Yormark when he was hired? Have those changed at all? Well, when he was first hired, I really didn't know much about him. Um, and, and when the president called me and gave me the names, uh, President Linton called and gave me the names of our finalists, I really only knew one of them. And so I did some research and he was impressive. I mean, his background and what he's done in the, in the sports industry has been pretty impressive. And then I got on the phone with him, talked to him a little bit, met him for the first time at media days, had a chance to visit with him, been on a couple of zoom calls. And then we met for the first time in person uh, collectively as ADs this week in new Orleans. And um, he's very impressive. He's aggressive. Uh, he's got a lot of, unique ideas, different ideas. He sees the world from a different lens than, you know, we're used to in college athletics. It's not bad. It's just, it's new. And it's, you know, he's, he's moving. Uh, he's got a lot of ideas on everything from marketing and branding to uh, realignment, to expansion, to TV partners, all those things. And he's got some experience um, in, in that, in that industry. And he's, he, you know, he knows a lot of people. So I've been impressed. I've enjoyed, you know, uh, getting to know him and get to know him a lot. He's going to be on campus uh, this, this week, next week, I think. He's doing the campus tour to all the schools. So we'll have him on here for a few hours, get him introduced some coaches, get a facility tour, and then off he'll go. But uh, looking forward to working with him. I, I feel like he almost bugged my computer because I was going to ask. We saw him at uh, TCU last week. I was like, all right, when's he coming to Manhattan? So you, you got that answered. Um, two more questions uh, kind of about college athlete, athletics as, uh, as a larger thing, and then we'll move on to some of the more fun questions. Um, for better or worse, basically the last two summers uh, amongst fans, it's, it's been talking a lot about TV contracts and grant of rights and a bunch of stuff that none of us are qualified to really talk about. But uh, we've seen the Pac-12, they opened theirs up. We're all waiting on hearing the Big Ten deal. We all know the ACC's locked in for another decade and a half. Uh, when is the Big 12 going to start negotiating their TV deals with the new 12 teams? Well, I think yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I know what Bob, when he was here, tried to get a, an early negotiating window. And, and at the time, you know, ESPN and Fox, I think we're, I think the Big 10 thing was kicking off. So they kind of pushed us back. Um, I don't know what our actual contractual window is. I, I don't think it's until 2024. 
because uh, our deal ends in 2026. Uh, is that something Brett would look at for an early deal now that the Big Ten thing's done? I don't know. Uh, that's kind of his role, and certainly, you know, he 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 drives that ship. But um, I think there will be a lot more stuff going on now that the Big Ten thing is settled. What what do that means? We we at least know who the Big Ten's going to be working with, which is basically Fox, NBC, and, and uh, CBS. Uh, you know, the ESPN get a little more nervous and they need inventory and I don't know those things, but I think contractually our first window is, is 2024. Some more news kind of what was around Twitter today. It's been bountied about a little bit, but it's the future of the NCAA tournament. Uh, some folks have talked about wanting to see that expanded. Some folks have even gone as far as saying they might not want automatic qualifiers anymore for the men's and women's tournament. Where do you stand on that? Do you want to see the NCAA change or do you think, hey, I, I like this 68 where it's at? Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't seen that. Um, uh, that's interesting. I had not heard much about that. I, I have not heard any talk about that from our perspective as ADs on the basketball tournament. Um, Jamie Pollard, the AD at Iowa State's on our uh, is on the basketball committee. They have a lot of those kind of discussions, and he's not mentioned that a bit. I I don't see that thing changing anytime soon. I don't think you know, there's a lot of real serious discussion about that. At least I haven't heard that. Um, you know, there's a lot of discussion right now about the college football playoff expansion, uh, probably coming back on the front burner again here in the near future. With, with the commissioners because we've got a lot of new commissioners and some of the realignment is, is, is ramped that up. You know, originally we're talking about 12 and I've heard some early discussion about 16. So I think you'll see more serious conversation about the CFP expansion, but I don't know, not really heard much about basketball, but I, to answer your question, I like it the way it is. And I, I think it's, it's a, it works and it works very well right now. Yeah, I think it was uh, Greg Sankey who has talked about uh, expanding it and getting rid of automatic qualifiers. He kind of this is Scott McFarland saying this, not Gene Taylor. I think Gene or I think Sankey's just kind of a you know loose cannon. So it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> final question before we get to our funny ones. Um, you, you talked about the Nike contract. We just extended it uh, to get us through the pandemic. Have we just extended it another year? What's the status of K State and Nike's relationship? Yeah, I think we extended it three years, um, and that was in 2021, I think, is when we finally signed that deal. Um, we'll probably get back to the table with them. Uh, they had some changes at Nike. Our rep, we don't know, know who our rep is. He was our kind of our backup rep, and he's now been assigned to us. So we'll probably have to get back on that and you know, have those conversations a little bit more serious in, in uh, probably the next maybe year or so. All right, good deal. We will wrap up with the patent and uh, kind of more fun questions, which I think is why Kenny lets you uh, come on, you know, to, to, for me to ask these goofy ones. And, you know, I, I'll never forget the first time we were in there, he, his eyes would roll every time we'd ask one of these uh, funny questions. So uh, shout out to Kenny and, and also shout out to all the sports information folks at K-State. They've recently won like I, I feel like every award that's given out, whether it's Ryan Lackey with basketball, whether it's, you know, cross, I think, you know, even down to track and field volleyball, they are all getting awards for media guides, all that type of stuff. Kenny Lanou, one of the best in the business, yeah. Tom Gilbert, again, one of the best in the business. So shout out to all of them. Uh, and, you know, and just the athletic department as a whole, you know, we, we saw Emily Starkey come and go and uh, football, social media, which is praised 
by almost every corner of the internet didn't miss a beat. Uh, is there just something in the water up there in Manhattan about, you know, not just, you know, the athletic directors, not just the coaches, but everyone who comes in that building uh, just being elite at their jobs? Well, I think it goes to a lot of reasons. Uh, one is the various department heads and leadership we have, like you mentioned, Kenny Lanou and and obviously uh, his staff is tremendous in all areas, um, whether it's the team, the, the communications directors with the teams or the social media group or the creative folks, you know, um, you know, football obviously has got a great staff. And I think part of what it is, is, you know, the same pride and the reason you care about K-State, you know, what makes you excited about it is the same reason that people come to work here. They, they enjoy the atmosphere. They, they've, feel a great sense of pride when they come here and work. Many of them have had K-State ties, whether they were students or athletes or, you know, been here for a while. So I think those kind of things help. And I think it permeates throughout the department. And, you know, unfortunately we do get good talented folks and they do leave us like Emily. And, and we have to go out and find that next talented person to replace them. And, and I think finding that right person makes, uh, makes a world of difference. I also want to give a shout out to my friend, Cody Isern also does elite jobs. All right. So let's get to it. Uh, what questions do you dislike being asked more questions about alternate football uniforms or beer cells in the football stadium? <laughs> I'd say beer cells because, uh, you know, alternate uniforms, I can go with, well, you know, we got a couple of years and we got a, you know, beer cells. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, yes or no answer here eventually. So I'm going to have to say the beer cells. Uh, I love it. Uh, in the last 18 months, we've really seen a rise in the color lavender and throwback logos on merchandise and through K-State social media channels. Are we going to continue to see those colors and logos incorporated or have we kind of hit a plateau and we've kind of seen as much as those are going to be around? Uh, that is a, a great question. Uh, lavender has really taken off. I think, you know, before L lavender was really kind of a basketball, men's basketball a coveted thing, um, you know, baseball's introduced it, you know, we've introduced it in a, and like you said, some lines, it's really helped our retail sales, uh, which is, which is big. And when you go back to your Nike question, retail sales are important to Nike. And, and so those kind of things, I think, you know, from a uniform perspective, you're probably not going to see a lot more of it than what you have seen it. Uh, we, 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 we coaches do want it, you know, baseball has introduced it in, in kind of their the K-State uh, in a trim way. Uh, I think men's basketballs added some um, lavender in their trim. And of course they've got the one lavender uniform. Um, but I think we have to be a little careful uh, using it too much. I know, I know Coach Tang really likes it. Uh, his wife says he looks really good in, in, in lavender. So uh, you may see those coaches wearing a lot more, but again, it's been a basketball, men's basketball thing. Doesn't mean the women can't use it. If they but I do think we have to be careful a little bit because, you know, our purple is well-known and it's, it's a source of pride, like I mentioned before. So I think as long as we manage it right, um, you know, the logos, I think people are interested in some of our old logos. They still love the power cat and that's going to be our number one logo, but if we can introduce new ideas, new lines to help our retail sales, we'll do that off and on. And just so our fans have a wider choice. Going back to your first appearance on the show close to five years ago, have you softened your stance on Bosco the dog returning? Again, the original mascot of Kansas State to the Ville, the guy who does a lot of work with our show, put out a great video kind of showing the history. 
have you softened their stance? Can, can I, can I finally get a win and see a good black lab, just a good boy roaming the premises on game day? No. Okay. Well, no. Okay, so now there's two Did things. Did you want me to be softer on that answer or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I figured I'm, I'm going to have to wait you out. I'm going to have to, I'm going to either have to become a billionaire and figure out what dollar figure amount I need to donate or wait you out for the next AD. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a young guy. I'm going to be a K-State fan all my life. So I can wait you out, Gene, for that one. So I, yeah, I want to ask can, that again. You're, you're going to last longer than I am. That's for sure. So uh, just keep trying though. I give you, give, give an A for effort, you know. Well, there's history that I'm whatever. I mean, I've told you, you've seen my tweets. You've, you've heard my questions. Brian Smollers even stopped asking them. So I think I know what, <laughs> I, I know what Brian's uh, opinion of that as well. And again, shout out to Brian Smoller. I'm going to be hopefully getting him on before that first soccer game to preview all the fall sports with Brian, the best in the business. Again, I I'm, I'm throwing roses out to everyone. The amount of broadcasting talent on K-State when you go from, you know, the main booth with Stan and Wyatt, Brian doing all of his stuff, Missy with women's basketball, uh, all sorts of guys with baseball, volleyball with Rob, just so many great broadcasters. Uh, but I, I have three more questions. Uh, I've already taken you longer than I told Kenny I would. Uh, but if you had to drive from Maine, Bangor, Maine, down to San Diego, California in a car, with one other employee of K-State Athletics, who would you choose to go on that car ride with? Oh, boy. I could probably pick a lot, but I'm not sure they'd want to go with me for that trip. <laughs> they might have to hop out. I may have to go through a list before I finally got somebody to say yes. Well, you know, it's tough. I mean, obviously, we got a lot of great employees. You know, um, you know, Kenny Lanou comes to mind just because his food background and – what he knows in restaurants and cool places. Uh, I think he would be a good one to take. Yeah, plus, he just knows a lot of just good conversation. Um, you know, obviously Jill, because she's a lot smarter than I would. And I, she'd probably keep us from getting lost. Um, you know, there's there's a bunch. I got a lot of great staff. And, um, you know, it'd be good. We could throw them all in a mobile home or a motor home and just all pile in. But, uh, you know, this yeah. is a tough. But that, the biggest thing is who'd want to go with me, to be honest with you. Yeah, that, that sounds like an ESPN Plus uh, miniseries. You know, forget the, you know, follow the football program for a while, throw an entire athletic department in a mobile home and have them drive from Maine to San Diego. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that, boy, that would be, yeah, that I'm not sure how that would go. I'd love it, but, you know, I'm weird <laughs> like that. Um, two final questions. Uh, this has become the staple that we've asked uh, folks towards the end of shows in a life or death eating contest, and you had to pick one food, uh, to compete eating with, what ch- food would you choose? Well, I think I've maybe said this before, but I'm a, I, I love Mexican food. But if you're asking me like one thing, like whether it's maybe a taco or an enchilada, is that what you're asking? Or yep, yep. if I had to pick one thing, I'd probably go with a taco. Okay. And, and how many tacos do you think you could eat in 12 minutes if your life depended on it? Probably two or three, you know, that's about all I get in me. You know? Uh-oh. Hopefully you're going up against someone who's a vegetarian. Yeah. All right. And then the final one, everyone's favorite question. What is the most insane email you've received this year? Uh, you know, fortunately, uh, there haven't been as many. Um, and believe it or not, I, I'm literally looking at something I just got. It's not an email though. Uh, from a, fan who's frustrated and and they were mad because of our help wanted ad didn't have the right 
English in it. Oh no. Oh, and it's no. and it said for crying out loud, the, the ad says K-State Athletics would like to invite you to participate. And he said, for crying out loud, would like to is an embarrassment to an institution of higher learning, higher learning, would like to is future tense, similar to want, express or wish a desire, maybe. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Terrible, excruciating usage. Simplify. K-State should interview you, you know, you must like, you must admit would like to entirely. Uh, so this guy was mad about her. That's the first. I've never had somebody send me an e a letter about an ad that we've Oh, it's in. a handwritten letter. Handwritten letter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, that, that's a lot. Uh, that's a lot less uh, uh, venomous. Because uh, I think, again, and I think we told you this after the fact, but the first time we asked that, I think we phrased it and you, you pulled up or you recited a tweet that yes. actually was from uh, Grant you know, the former co-host of the show, shout out to Grant. We still love Grant. He'll be on later in blitz month, but, but did you, and I think we asked this, but I just kind of want it on the record. Did you realize it was him who sent the tweet? No, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that because I read the tweet and he's sitting there. He's like, that was my tweet. That was literally one of the funniest things that I was ever. Yeah. I, I think we said that after we stopped recording, I can't remember. I might have to go back to that first episode, but that, that yeah, was, I don't think amazing. it was on the record. I think it was afterwards. Yeah. Oh, that, that, yeah, that was, that was amazing. Uh, and, and again, thank you so much for coming on as always. I want to give you the floor to say anything you want to the boneheads uh, who are our fans listening or any K state fans who might be listening to this, who usually wouldn't like me because some folks believe it or not, some folks don't like me. I can't imagine why I'm pleasant. I'm awesome. Uh, but some folks only listen when big guys like you come on, Gene. So address K-State fans and Bonehead Nation however you'd like. Well, I, I was I have fun coming on. Obviously, I know you guys, you know, support us in, in, in a lot of ways. You're there, you come, you, you know, you're an important part of our, our program. And as you mentioned, yes, we have big donors and, and people that support us, but we also have passionate fans like you and the Boneheads, and we, we need everybody. Um, and this could be a very exciting year. It really could be. And I think um, making sure that you continue to support us in a positive way, which you guys do. Um, if things go well, this could be a, a really good year ahead of us. And uh, that's, that's exciting. So just appreciate all you guys do. Appreciate you coming on have me on. And, um, you know, maybe by the time I'm done here, I'll have a record that no other AD will be able to break about coming on, to, on your show. It's time to get set for the cat attack. You can feel it coming on for Kansas State. The feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you want to be with Kansas State. Come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. Kansas State, excitement's in the air. Podcast Network.